the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The information on this show is not intended to be the primary basis for investment decisions and should not be used to provide financial advice. Please obtain the guidance of a financial professional regarding your particular financial concerns. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. This program reflects the views of Arif Halabi, California Insurance License 0B93792 of TFS Financial Insurance Services. TFS Financial Insurance Services, California Insurance License Number 0F22477, provides retirement income strategies using insurance and annuity products, which are guaranteed by the claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Now higher income strategy. Learn from Arab Halib. Hey, welcome to the show. Thanks for being with me. Great to have you here as we talk about your family's finances, of course, your financial life getting out of debt, planning for retirement, trying to stay retired for some of you. <laughs> if you've not seen inflation, surprise, you're going to have to go back to work just to buy milk. It's, a, it's an interesting time uh, as the Biden administration has made decisions, purposely made decisions that are negative for the country because they uh, appear to be good for a few radical people. And, and when I say a few, honest to goodness, it's single digit percentages, probably even below 5%. When you get right down to it, for a few people, they will destroy the entire ship called the United States of America. I don't know why uh, somebody, friends, family, uh, close people to him haven't said, hey, uh, what you're doing is wrong. The only thing I can think of is that uh, the truth is he's not running the show. I mean, we've talked about this before. Most of you think something is wrong. I don't know whether it's Susan Rice. We talked about President Obama being the first president in, in history, maybe Modern history, for sure, maybe historically, right? Even when there were just the colonies turned into the United States as a small nation, maybe somebody back then stayed in the in, in the D.C. area. But mostly they said, we're done with this place. We're going back to our normal life. We're a civilian again. And yet he's the first president probably holding meetings pretty regularly. His, his house is there right down the street uh, from the White House. I mean, you could get there in a jog, in a very short, short order, certainly ride your little electric bike, your, your e-bike. And so here he is, whether it's Susan Rice, whether it's him, whether it's Kamala Harris, look, something is afoot and they're, they're cleaning house, they're putting their people in layers deep into civil service positions, which means it's very difficult to terminate them because they're not political appointees. I think they know a couple of things. They know that uh, Joe Biden is... is um, Able, able to be manipulated, right? The, the truth is I don't think he knows what's going on, and, and most of us know that. And you've heard me criticize Jill Biden. I won't go into that again, but uh, as a spouse, it's her job to protect him, right? Just like my job is to protect my wife. If she says something dumb or, or you know, if I have parsley in my teeth, she's supposed to say, hey, uh, you know, let's figure, you got something in your teeth. That's the job. So I think the biggest villain in the story, of course, is the big bad machine behind him. But it's also 
her and his children. But everybody's trying to get their own. Everybody wants a piece. Everybody wants the fame, the fortune, the free money, the lifelong pension. (laughs) You know how many pensions he has? I don't know. Whether it's his time as vice president, whether it's all the boards that Joe Biden's, he doesn't need money. It's not about money anymore. Maybe for Jill it is. So you're going to have to retire someday or want to retire someday, but it's not the same, right? For you and your family, retirement doesn't mean sitting in a rocking chair waiting to die and kibbutzing about, uh, you know, mahjong or, or lawn bowling or shuffleboard. For a lot of people, it means teaching at a community college, volunteering at a high school, uh, being involved with your local community and educating people on your skill set. Well, that's important because that means you're in front of people. So your ideas, the way that you think, the things that you do, if you have objections to this, uh, you know, the king has no clothes. And for those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, uh, you might have heard other hosts, other talk show hosts talking about the king has no clothes. Ask yourself what that means. and, And you can still probably find it on your search engine. And see what it means. Basically, it means the community has gotten together and everybody thinks that everybody believes that everybody says. And as long as they say it, it it can be true, even though it's not true. What's right in front of your eyes? You know, wearing a mask outdoors while you're by yourself, while you're jogging, that will help you prevent from getting a virus. Ask any physician by themselves without any political pressure and they'll laugh at you. And so this is kind of what you're fighting. You're fighting an administration from the top down who's trying to destroy this country, economically speaking. You have local authorities that act like little kings and queens when the rules don't apply to them, right? You have governors and mayors going to dinner across the border of different states, pretending like the the, the family rule, right? The three households. Well, that's kind of three households. I know I have six children and, and their kids and, and my in-laws. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of sort of not really. So always ask yourself, what are you doing in your retirement life when you have time and all of the knowledge to right the ship? Now, you don't have to change Washington, D.C. or your state capital. But you do have to change your influence sphere. And that's what retirement can, all, uh, can be about. It can be you taking some moments, speaking to young people, teaching them uh, whatever, electrical engineering. It could be working part-time with younger people or, or folks that are ignorant and you're, you're beginning to teach and educate them uh, just a different point of view. And because financially this isn't your main source of income for the rest of your life, it's something to stay busy and be valuable and and have influence and purpose. Then when they say, oh, well, you're not going to be able to promote, (laughs) like it doesn't matter. I'm 68 years old. I'm not interested in being the district manager someday. I'm doing this because I enjoy it. I don't even cash the checks. Direct deposit just to keep your accounting on track. So there is a moment in time where you're going to have to say, food, shelter, clothing, taken care of. Wife, kids, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, taken care of. Husband, taken care of. Or just yourself, taken care of. Now it's time for the country. Now it's time for the people around you. 
So I want to go over a couple of things that I think you should do, some things that you should quit immediately if you want to be a person of influence in and through retirement. And this can be even while you're preparing to retire. So for a lot of you, I met with uh, somebody who was a police officer recently, and financially they could retire. Done. It's over. They made the numbers, right, in, in law enforcement areas. It's civil service pensions. Very difficult to lose it. His pension, if you're ready for this, is more than $10,000 a month with $2 million plus dollars in, in their retirement accounts. He's fine. So I said, now it's about purpose. You could retire. That's great. You're still in your mid-50s, by the way. So you have another 25 years, maybe, of influence. Now let's do it for purpose. Now let's do it for the cause that you think is true and reasonable, which is the protection of the United States of America's ideas, the, the, the policies. So there are things to be a person of influence and correct purpose. Everybody has purpose. Antifa has purpose. But how do you do it? Well, number one, I want you to quit thinking about what people think of you. The biggest mistake we've ever had was this Facebook like button. And then LinkedIn has it and all of these uh, social media has it. Instagram, whatever. And now young people are conditioned to believe that what other people think of them matters. Right? L look at Yelp and some of these other, oh, uh, it has 4.5 stars at uh, that restaurant. So I guess we should stop by and see. Who are those people? What, wh how do you know they have the same taste as you? How do you know they're nice people? How do you know they, they're honest? So that when they give an opinion, you go, oh, that's pretty interesting. One person that knows me, their opinion of something, whether it's a movie or a restaurant, is way more valuable than a thousand reviews on Yelp. I mean, I'm not saying it's a bad thing to use as a tool, right? I can't criticize it like that on the show. It doesn't make sense. It's like saying something is always everywhere, never good. I mean, that's dumb. But if you actually think that having a third-party strangers like or dislike something, and that is going to change and impact your life, the things you do, what you say, the way you act, but don't do this, but always do that. Excuse me. All of a sudden, what you care about is that what other people think of you on, on how many likes and followers and you need to stand up. Number one, I want you to quit thinking uh, or, or quit uh, worrying about what other people think of you. It just doesn't matter. It's none of your business. Let them do their job and how they think of you is their problem, not yours. If you decide, oh, I don't have a lot of friends, I'm going to change this part of my behavior, that's your business. You should. If you say this is who I am and so what if I don't have any more friends, you know, those people, it's time for them to go away anyway. Having bad people as friends doesn't make you a good person. And when you're in, in retirement and your goal is to have influence, because remember, you took care of the money thing already. Second thing I want you to watch out for is this game of playing powerless. Because when you act too often, you become powerless. And when you don't act enough, you become powerless. So somewhere in between, 
You need to figure it out, right? The, the person who cries wolf, right? The, the person who's always screaming that everything's wrong all the time. The world is coming to an end. It's one of the challenges I had with some uh, very good talk show hosts, whether it's on TV or radio, because they would open every show or every show was about a problem and in the end of the world and, and there was never any good news. So after a while, they lose credibility and their power, their influence is diminished. So I want you to be thoughtful into what you are willing to stand up for or against. Be thoughtful and then act. Right? Don't, don't be somebody that, that sits around and is very cerebral about every kind of philosophical idea. And then pretend to be powerless when it comes to the, the direct action. You have to take direct, direct action, whatever that means. You have to speak up. You have to go and stand and listen, you have money in retirement. You have your bills are paid. Now is the time to go and, and protest or, or collect signatures for a recall or, or hand out flyers or stand on the corner with the sign. The young people are doing it. They don't have jobs. They're taking free government money. You actually earned your money. Imagine that. I get it. Some of you, uh, listen, as an individual, when I meet you and you say, Eric, if I'm getting free, you know, unemployment for 74 months, as a person, listen, I'm happy for you because I want you to, to be well. But as a society, you're a very small part. I know, listen, you're going to hate me, but you're a very small part of the cancer. Oh, but Eric, if you don't understand, I need it. Okay, good. You get it until you need it, and then you stop it. Right now, you want a job, you go out, you can get 15 jobs. Then you cancel your unemployment. You don't start looking for a job in the end of the year when unemployment runs out. Then I'll start looking for a job. Are you kidding me? You told me that being an indentured servitude and being a slave was wrong. And now you're sitting around saying, give, give me government Obamacare. Give me government free, free housing. Uh, pay for my my rent. Give me a waiver of, uh, uh, so, so I can have free money, $3,000, $2,000 a month. Give it to me. But I'm an individual. I can do what I want. I control myself. No, you don't. No, you don't. The government decides. And right now that's Democrats. And even if it wasn't, it still is. Oh, but I can make my own decisions. No, no, no. You lacked courage and you're taking free stuff. But I put into the system, Arif. My whole life I've worked. Now it's my time. No, it isn't. I've shopped my whole life at Sears. I don't walk in and say, but you know, I've shopped here my whole life. So I'm going to take these three pieces of luggage. And by the way, that silverware set is nice. But you can't do that. That's I've shopped here my whole life. Uh, if you're going to keep taking it, folks, just know you're part of the problem. You might not morally, you may immorally have done some of that mental gymnastics and got to the end of the story. Do your two arms work, your two legs? Because there are people that don't have that and they're working. I know, look, this is a tough one. Because as an individual, I like you. Some of you are friends and people I know. But somebody has to tell you. Stop collecting the free government stuff. Well, if I don't, somebody will. You know what? You're right. Somebody will. Just don't let it be you. If you can work, 
Right now, there's three, four jobs for every person. Go. The rest of the rest of people want to sit around at home. You go make that difference. Well, I'm not going to make as much as if that's right. And you're not going to make as much as if you went and, and, and steal from a jewelry store compared to Sears department. Yeah. Go steal from a jewelry store. You'll, you'll steal a lot more money. Oh, wait. It's not about how much, is it? It's about you as a person. It's about the influence. I get it. You needed it when the place was shut down and there's no jobs. I understand. And now it's over. It's hard. Nobody said being a person of influence and making a difference in the world and, and making the world a better place in this experiment called America was going to be easy. Nobody said that. The other thing I want you to do is don't think about failure as an end. You got to get rid of this fear of failure because it's funny because it'll distract you from controlling what you can and deprives you from celebrating when you win because you're always afraid. Listen, I was with somebody recently, always afraid, afraid of flying, afraid of driving, afraid of this, afraid of that. Surprise, very few friends. Surprise, locked in their home. Surprise, only drives to the store and back. Well, yeah. Because who wants to be around somebody that always thinks the boogeyman is around the corner? Whether it's success is never going to happen to me. Right? You point out one or two things of success and this person will run and find all the problems. And you say, listen, I, I get it. And we're going to fight to save this nation and, and this economy. But you know what? There are bad guys and there's also some good things. You want to be a person of influence in retirement? Eliminate fa- uh, the fear of failure? Because uh, in success, right? I'm in my, my mid-50s. I can tell you. I don't know. This might be a shock to some of you. But I've actually had big failures in my life. I know. I know this is a surprise. For some of you, but he sounds so brilliant. I know. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. But let me tell you, all of us, well, at least you should, but all of us learn from our failures. Sometimes you learn what not to do. Sometimes you learn what to do, right? Every time you make a mistake, it's always something that you say, well, at least I know that area doesn't work. When uh, Thomas Edison was trying to find the filament, the light bulb, right? The, the little piece that, that glows inside of the glass. He used dozens of things. Now, Thomas Edison was the most prolific inventor. Not true. The way it worked in those days is you hired people. And when Joe Blow uh, made something, you put your name on it as the patent because you employed him. You paid him a salary. So when he or she invented something, you got the credit for it. In this case, Thomas Edison. But he was also involved, especially when the cameras were around. Those were new in the day. But he was also involved, hands-on. And one of those things that he was involved with was trying to determine what kind of material the filament was supposed to be used for. For example, horse hair, human hair, cotton, wheat shafts. What can you run electricity through one end to the other that will glow and not explode? And people ask him, they said, hey, oh, no, how many? He said, this is another thing that doesn't work. That means that I'm closer to the item that is going to work. 
So when people say, well, if I'm trying to get a job, you know, but nobody will hire me. Well, you ask them, sir, I understand why you're not going to, that you're not going to hire me and and, uh, I appreciate the opportunity, but I really want to get better. Can you tell me what I did wrong? What I can do better? What didn't you like about me? Why you find I'm not the right person for this particular job? And if you ask with sincerity, you've got a good chance of them telling you. And if you can be that person that coaches young people, maybe from now until the day you pass away, you get to to mentor, guide, direct 20 people, maybe more. Maybe it's through the church. Maybe it's through a youth program. Maybe it's just a mentorship program. Maybe the Kiwanis Club, Rotary. You know what I'm saying. It, It can be anywhere. And you let them know fear of, uh, of failure is wrong. Fear is not final, as they say. It's a turning sign. Go left or go right. So that'd be great. If you take your retirement years, remember, your food, shelter, clothing, that's good. That's done. Comparison. I don't want you to teach these kids. I don't want you to be a person who compares yourself to every other financial uh, success or, or, or failure story. I'll give you a good example. Somebody came in the other day. Their bills are about 3000 a month. I don't know. For you, that seems high or low. That's up to you. Their bills are 3000 a month. All of their savings, their retirement accounts, their social security, we can create around 6000 about 6000 a month. Okay. That's a nice little, what's called extra income. So that means he doesn't have to pull out. He and his wife don't have to pull out as much from their retirement to live, which means it will last longer and be higher later because we're not tapping into it. So they have enough money to last for the rest of their life times two, probably. And so here I am sitting down and I said, you know, congratulations, you've done it. Your bills are paid. You're you're comfortable. You have a wonderful life. Now you can be that person of influence and and purpose and enjoy life and da-da-da. Yeah, but you know, my brother-in-law, when he retired, they each bought a new car. They seem to fly on a a private trip, you know, for every four or five months. They're going somewhere. Always make sure that he tells me he's going business class. And I said, well, then you know what you can do is go back to work. He said, no, 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 no. I said, yeah, yeah. If you go back to work for another five years and you save just right, I bet you'd be able to do all of those things. He said, well, I don't want to do that. I said, then when comparing yourself to him is ridiculous. You don't know what kind of credit card debt he has. You don't know what kind of personal struggles, financial, uh, emotional, health struggles. People don't share everything. Even with some of their closest friends, they don't. So back off the comparisons, guys. It's one of the most vicious attacks on happiness, success, when you compare. That's part of the reason that I'm telling you that the social media world, you know, look at Susie. She's always happy. I know people, you know people that are on social media that takes a picture with their happy spouse and you know that they're miserable. And you know that they stage these pictures to look like they're perfect and you're not. And you've seen how they they lift the camera up over their head so that you don't see their sagging chin or their droopy eyes. <laughs> you, don't, you know that you don't see that little, what do they call it, jowls? Right? Oh, look at their little jowls. No, no, no. 
I didn't know this. I'm taking pictures one time. And they said, oh, Eric, you did it all wrong. I go, I did? What's wrong? Well, you have to lift it up. And then you have to look up at the camera. Then you stretch your neck. And then you don't look like you're sagging and you're old. I go, but I am old. I'm in my 50s. They go, Eric, you're not old. You just don't want to look like it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Is that a class in high school? Maybe junior high these days. They, they teach you. Don't compare your life to these other folks. It becomes a joke. Purpose in retirement, planning and, and, and building. I've got some ideas for you. I'm going to put together, like, what do you do? What's the next step? I want to give you a couple of more of these and then get into what the next step is. I'm going to give you our phone number, 888-99-RETIRE. Our job is keeping some or part of your money safe, giving you reliable retirement income and having it grow. 888-997-3847. 888-99-RETIRE. Stay with us as we continue with the Total Financial Hour. This is your place for news, talk, and information. We'll be back in just a minute. Stay with me. Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power, the Total Financial Hour. Now higher income strategy. Learn from Arab Halabi. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Now Arif has a platform. Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Now higher income strategy. Learn from Arif Halabi. Hey there, welcome back to the program. Thanks for staying with me. As we talk about your family's finances, of course, getting out of debt, managing money, planning for the future. What does it mean when you're trying to, at least in in most of our lives here, is to create an opportunity to say, how do I never run out of money? How do I go, go to a place where I can at least retire, live a life of purpose, right? Live a life where making a difference in many other people's uh, lives, the purpose of of being. Look, to me, it matters. To me, it makes a huge difference if you're somebody who says, I want to prepare for retirement and make a difference later on in life. We don't know if you're going to become a widow or maybe already are. Many of our clients are ladies that have never been married. And they had a a phase of their life that was career, a phase of their life, right, that was school first, then career. And now what is this next phase of your life? So you have to decide, what is it that I want to do? Where do I want to make a difference? So some of the things I want you to not do in retirement, really to start you know, focusing on some things to do. Remember the difference between being busy and being productive. When you were climbing the corporate ladder, when you were that person trying to build a financial life, You may have had an old retirement account. You left it. You went to another job. Then you left it and you went to another job. By the way, our level of expertise is taking and consolidating those old retirement accounts, putting them together, seeing if we can keep some or part of it out of the market, start building success off of it, never going backwards. I'll give you our phone number again, 888-99-RETIRE, 888-997-3847. Okay, big deal. Triple eight ninety nine retire. All right, that's how you get a hold of us. Here's what I want you to do: is you're kind of putting together a comparison 
right? I don't want you to compare your retirement to somebody else, but I do want you to take a look at the productivity of other people. Here's what I mean. Many people look busy. Oh, oh, how you doing? Oh, I'm busy. Oh, I'm busy. Let me show you how busy I am. I can take and all of the papers here on my desk and I can just start moving them around. And instead of actually being productive, right? A, a poor mindseted person, retired or not, older or younger, it doesn't matter to me. Senior citizen, uh, junior high kid, it doesn't matter. A successful person understands the difference between being busy and being productive. That's why some of my, uh, certainly high school and, and junior high and sometimes college teachers and professors as clients, I try to encourage them. Don't give your kids busy work. 18-page papers, I go, listen, there's no way you have an 18-page paper. You, you don't read it. You have 35 students in your class. Do the math on that. 35 times 18 pages, professor, you're not going to read it. You pick three pages, you go through it. You pick two things that matter, circle it, make a difference, right? Oh, yeah, good comments, circle a paragraph, nice point, and you move on to the next one. Why? Because you want to enjoy your vacation. So you're giving your kids busy work, right? When you give your kids busy work, that's what they value later on in life. They think as long as they pile words into a, a research paper as opposed to substance. Now, I'm, I don't know if the answer is oh, no more than 12 pages. I don't know. Your subject is different. Many of the papers that I wrote, I really enjoyed and I really liked. It wasn't until later that I realized how disappointing it was that the professor never read it. And I had to go back and say, okay, the reason I'm doing this is different. It's not for my professor. I'm not writing it for her or for him. I'm writing it because I want to learn and I love this subject. Oceanography is, is one that comes to mind. Loved it. So I had to learn how to be productive. But here's what happens. When you're retired, often you think busy is cleaning out the garage. Oh, Eric, I have to, you don't understand. It's about time that I clean out those closets and organize the, uh, the you go, what? Yeah, yeah I've got to do the organizing, the thingy, and the, and the, what, the clean out. <laughs> you say, okay, that takes three days. Then what? Oh, no, 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 no. It's going to take weeks and weeks. Are you kidding me? If you have something that takes weeks and weeks, I don't want to say burn it down, but just get, you know, hire a bunch of teenagers to come in, right? We move junk for free.com or whatever. Grab all the stuff and get rid of it. That's being busy. You should never brag about being busy. You should brag about being productive. You should have, have an influential life. And imagine if you were an engineer or, or a, a school principal or somebody who had to have structure, who had to have levels of priority and understanding uh, delegation, hiring people to do jobs that they are good at. Your job is overseeing them as opposed to trying to be the one-man band, right? You've seen that where I can do everything. Well, in retirement, your money's job is simple. Provide a way for you to live the way you want. Leave some or all or whatever else you want to your beneficiaries, your charities, your church, your organization, the kids. 
create, if you will, an opportunity to have a legacy on this earth in the lives of other people. And I know, listen, some of you that listen, you know, we broadcast over a couple different areas. and Some of you think this is corny. Oh, okay, well, that's fine. You don't have to. You can buy another car if you want and six more Rolex watches. That's fine. I like them too. Okay, good. But when you leave behind, go to a pawn shop. Whatever it is you like, fishing, you know, fishing rods, uh, tools, bicycles, I don't care. Go to, go to a, a pawn shop. Sit around and tell me about the owner of each one of those things, former owner. Tell me about the owner who originally bought that Cartier watch. Tell me about the owner who originally, oh wait, you can't, can you? They were somebody who bought it, used it for however long, Somehow it ended up in a pawn shop, and it doesn't have any impact of the person who owned it. Now, think about the lives of other people. You can pick world leaders. You can pick business industry leaders. You can pick amazing high school, college professors, and they will tell you In fact, you could probably see in them the people that influenced them, the people that gave them direction, the people that guided them, that that gave them hope. I want you to be one of those people. Because Total Financial Solutions and TFS Financial Insurance Services, we can cover, and many many financial companies can, we can handle the, the financial part of your life. Easy. Remember, the more complicated your financial life is, the less time you have to focus on making a difference in the lives of other people. The more you will worry about spreadsheets with pie charts, and let me take a look at the overall impact of the dollar versus the interest rates. Okay, wonderful, go do that. You in your little room (laughs) and a computer, and you get to manage your money. I have a client who every Sunday counts every penny of every dollar. Okay, that's fine. That's what they do. When I asked him, I said, tell me about the people whose, whose lives you've impacted. He said, well, we have two children. I said, wonderful. Tell me about them. He said, well, one uh, doesn't talk to us, lives uh, just a few miles away, and one lives in another state many miles away uh, or many states away, and uh, you know, we see them twice a year. Well, okay, what do you do in between the Sundays that you're reviewing every single financial asset you own? Well, what do you do? Nothing. Uh, you know, we walk. We, we drive around. But do you change anybody else's life? I mean, he's a nice person. I'm not saying he isn't. But do you change anybody else's life? You could spend the principal, never earn another penny of interest for the rest of your life and your wife's life, never run out of money, so right now you're arranging ships on a on a on the deck chair, deck chairs on a ship that's going down. That's what you're arranging. You're you're saying, oh yeah, but it's just looking great. Yeah, but your life is the Titanic. You're sinking, but dang it, you have the best best silverware. The band is playing. Sometimes, guys, it's self doubt. I want you to have clarity, clarity about the purpose, clarity about your strengths. 
And you ready for this? Clarity about your weaknesses. And if you're married and you're not sure about your weaknesses, ask your spouse. And if you're not married and you're not sure about your weaknesses, ask your best friend or your children. Ask them. Put on your big boy, big girl pants. They're going to tell you some stuff that might hurt your feelings. You ask for it. You need it. What am I not good at? And that's the stuff you hire people for. Or you surround yourself with those people. Where their strengths are your weaknesses. That's what makes an amazing partnership. I had a family member that, that owned a restaurant. One was an amazing cook. And his partner, another family member, was really good with numbers. Front office, you know, balancing books, ordering things and paying bills, etc. So they formed a partnership and became a very successful restaurant. Because one was great at one area, one was great in another area. Today, you kids, you call it stay in your lane, bro. Yeah, they stay. They, what were you good at? And then learn how to be great at it. Right? That's always the problem I have in the financial world. You've heard me talk now. It's been 25 years I've been on the radio. Sorry, 25 years I've been in the business, 17 years on the radio. And, and I've talked about this. As there's a strength in knowing your weaknesses. There's a strength in knowing what you are not good at. Because then you can push that aside and not be busy. A lot of people are doing. Listen, you're retired. If you spend a lot of time on something you're not good at, you will have no time for the things that you are going to be good, if not great at. So you've heard me, my arguments against financial people that say, we do stocks, bonds, REITs, and solutions that are built around every single financial product known to man, including a Ponzi scheme now and again. And that's what we do for you. You're like, listen, buddy, you guys can't be good at everything. And even if you are good at a lot of things, there's no way in the world you or your firm are great at more than one or two things. Nobody is. I don't know if people that, that do that, that say that stuff, do they come to you and, and then believe it themselves? Or are they thinking that they're just halfway at everything and, and they're going to trick you because they look good or sound good or the brochure is a three-color glossy something or other? That's... Most people figure that out. That's the difference, guys. As a retiree, you, can, you have your BS detector, as they say. You know when someone's telling something, especially my, my clients from you know, the war era, whether it's World War II or now Vietnam, Korea. You, you guys know when something's not right. You don't always have to know exactly what's wrong, but you know when something isn't right. If you haven't been receiving phone calls from your brokers, you better sell. The market is changing right now. We're at all-time highs or near all-time highs. We better... Why aren't they calling you? Because they make money by keeping your money, not by making you money. That's a completely different mindset. So what I want you to do is to have a mindset that because the world is chaotic... Because there's craziness happening. Think of you and your family first. But really close behind that, you better think about the way that you impact the world. And I don't mean this phony 
social justice thing, because that's all it is. It's a power play and it's a scam. Give me 15 minutes with anybody and I'll debate them anytime and I can show you. The environment is collapsing. Really? I have a Newsweek article from the 70s and it says, I have it framed. Global cooling is coming. I mean, you realize it's like me saying, I will bet you a million dollars that it's going to rain today, right now. You go, okay, a million dollars. And then I say, well, I didn't say it was going to rain here. I just said it was going to rain, and it's raining right now in Canada. It's raining right now in the Caribbean, right? Global climate change. Of course the climate's changing. It always has changed. Maybe a little more now, maybe a little less later, right? People used to ice ski, uh, uh, water, water, um, ice skate on rivers in London in the 1800s. That's right. It was really cold. It's been warming for centuries. And then it cools down. Does it happen overnight? You've heard us talk about symbolism over substance. I want you to be confident enough to combat this craziness. When people say, oh, there's a drought in California. Well, okay, maybe it's not raining as much. But excuse me, state government. You guys are pushing out to sea from the Sacramento River Delta. Trillions of gallons of water every day. Every day it's going out to sea. So if you really think there's a, there's a, a, a crisis for water, then pump that water down to the Sacramento River, out into the San Joaquin Valley, which is basically Bakersfield, Fresno. Because you see, the way they water those vegetables, those fruits, you, do you know how they do it? They take drinking water. Drinking water that you and I are supposed to drink, and they push it down the, down the, uh, the, the pipe, if you will, to water the trees and plants. Oh, now there's a drought. You can't water your, your lawn. Okay, folks. This is the most science you're going to learn all year. We have the same amount of water on Earth today as we did when God created this planet. Right? Listen, sometimes, uh, forgive me, but it's dinosaur pee. (laughs) I mean, I guess. It doesn't change, guys. It's either solid, liquid, or gas. That's it. That's it. You tell me that, oh, but the icebergs are melting. I'm thinking that's a great thing. You know why? Because as the oceans become less salty, when we use desalinization to pull water out of the sea, separate the the salt, the minerals, and make it fresh water, we have to do less work. Oh, but Eric, it takes so much electricity. You just told me that solar energy was the answer, people. Yeah, it takes a lot of electricity. Then, then ship it down from the, from the north. I mean, you've you got pipelines. How long will it take? Oh, well, the environmentalists are going to sue. So 27 years from Thursday is when we're going to be allowed to. Oh, so it is a crisis, but not really. It's kind of sort of, a, but sort of isn't. Enough to save fish that are coming out of the Sacramento River. You guys have to be informed on this. As my, retiree, as my retired army out there, you have to go out and speak the truth. Call BS on some of this stuff. Oh, Eric, it's there's a you know water shortage. Folks, there's the same amount of water on this earth. Just go out to the ocean and look. Oh, but that's ignorant. You don't understand. We cannot pull it out. 
Yes, you can. It's the way that the Middle East waters its vegetables. Israel has desal plants. Saudi Arabia has desal plants. California has at least one. They exist. Takes a lot of electricity. Well, you know what? California, for two months in a row, paid Arizona and Nevada to take our electricity. Paid them because California had too much electricity. So, it, so in other words, instead of laying people off and saying, we're not going to pay you for this month. Listen, as an individual, that would stink. I get it. But Nevada and Arizona said, we're not going to... We're not going to pay you for electricity. We're good on our own. And they said, all right, we'll give it to you for free. They said, we don't want it because we have other people working. They said, fine, we'll, ta- we'll pay you to take this electricity. So Arizona and Nevada shut down their plants, sent their people home, paid them from California taxpayer money, and then gave electricity for free over the course of a couple of months. And then you tell me that electricity is a problem to get fresh water? Well, I'm thinking maybe there's some political hacks running the show. Get yourself educated on some of this stuff. Whatever the issues are that you care about. Maybe issues that you have a little bit more knowledge about, but were afraid to get fired before. Maybe you're one of our dozens and dozens of healthcare professionals that are afraid to call BS on the mask-wearing thing. And instead, you want to keep your job. Well, you know what? Now you're retired. Now you use your credentials. You can get up and stand. I get it. You were not courageous before because you had two kids in college. Well, now's the time to be courageous. Right? Part of your financial life is being served by your money and not your job, by your retirement accounts and not your career. So there's a chance for you to make a difference in the world, whatever pedigree on whatever small, oh, I don't like the limelight. I understand. I have, my wife is not a a fan of the limelight. Okay. So very simple guys, whatever your strength is, you do it. You're behind the scenes. You be behind, you be the behind the scenes person. This is an opportunity for you to make such a difference in the world by eliminating the bad habit of being busy by learning being, to be productive, getting rid of self-doubt, replacing it with clarity, building that confidence, not arrogance, knowing what you stand for and believe. And I get it. Maybe you could not be a fighter before because you had a mortgage. Maybe you could not be a fighter before because the left plays dirty and they, quote, cancel your restaurant. Right. Some of some of the most it's still I don't know if it's humorous, ironic, whatever the word might be, where these two very liberal woke ladies, white ladies had a Mexican restaurant burritos and it was a big thing up in the northwest. And then when the far left progressive progressives found out that burritos were being made by white ladies, uh, they shut them down, protested, called them names. They're like, wait, wait, we're one of you. No, you're not. You're not far left enough. You fascist. What do they call it? Where? What are they saying now? Uh, cultural appropriation. That's the word I was looking for. Right? So you can't be a blonde with dark hair. You can't be a black lady with 
blonde braids. You can't be, you know, somebody who, who gets a perm if your hair is straight. I don't know what they're th- – cultural appropriation. Is that the – you guys have to get rid of this baloney. And listen, it's going to be you. It is not going to be – let's be clear on this. It's not going to be a college-educated 25-year-old. They might be nice people. They have nothing to do with making a difference. Not until they get burned so many times in so many different ways, then finally they're going to come back and say, oh, wait, maybe mom and dad might have been right. Maybe my grandparents were right. The difference that you can make, maybe it's being an adjunct professor. Maybe it's getting into some of the community colleges, laying a solid foundation so the kids don't feel embarrassed to actually believe something different than what the professors and and the school districts are trying to indoctrinate them. Because this is where you make a difference. This is where and when you get to impact the world. And maybe God gives you two more years left. Maybe he gives you 20 more years left. I don't know. I just want retirement to be a place of not just being a consumer. Yes, travel. Yes, enjoy life. Buy the RV or or the boat or the motorcycles. Yeah, do those things that are fun. Nothing wrong with that. But I just don't want you to live a life of consuming stuff. Having a garage full of stuff when you die. Having a life or a closet full of stuff and not impacting the world. Because there are people that need you. And the smart, the intelligent, the intuitive generation, you guys, you're dying off. Right, The common sense thinking that goes, something's wrong with this story. Let's put it this way. Colleges are not creating you faster than, than they're creating the wacky side. All right, so I'm, let me give you this. Uh, I want to grab the, the, a pen and paper here for the number. 888-99-RETIRE. 888-997-3847. 888-99-RETIRE. Thanks for listening, guys. Go on, make it a great day. The Total Financial Hour in your place for news, talk, and information. I'm Eric Hallaby. Have a good day. Financial security will help.